Imagine yourself as one of the crew of this faster-than-light spaceship of the future, sharing their curiosity to know the unknown, their tension, their readiness for inconceivable adventures. Baffling questions, astounding questions, that not even the world's greatest scientific minds can answer. Computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. You are listening to Geeky Brummy. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brummy podcast. Joining me today, Mr. Keith Bloomfield. Hello, Ryan. Mr. Guy Halford. <sighs> Mr. Callan Danes. Hello, Ryan. And we actually didn't put him off. He's back for Hello. his second episode. Mr. Lee. Yeah. Hello, I'm welcome. back again. Mr. Lee Price, joining us in the studio. What have we been up to then to start us off, Guy? What have we been up to? Uh, nice. Little, 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 you can see the little boy's itching to go. He's back, <laughs> isn't he? Uh, I've been contemplating suicide this week because I knew Callum was coming back. So. <laughs> <laughs> no nice joking. dark start to the show. It's good to have you back, Callum. Um, you know like when you're at a theme park and a child just qualifies to go on the ride and they have that look of glee in their face? <laughs> <laughs> um I've done a lot. I'm happy that autumn's back. I'm buzzing about that because it means good coats for me. And just genuinely, the sun's gone, so people are more miserable, and that's good. <laughs> Don't you wear your autumn coats all year round, though? Yeah, but I get sweaty. You know, you have to pay a price for fashion sometimes. Are you going to um, go with the heritage check, which seems to be the big fashion of the year? I couldn't hear you, Ryan, there, because you've got a mouthful of laces. Rainbow laces. <laughs> What's the heritage check? The heritage check is the big checks, basically. A new coat I've got, Carlin. You'll is see that it. Rupert check? Mm-hmm. As I would know. Yeah, Rupert the Bear check. Rupert the Bear check, okay. So it's my... it's my. I want to look fashionable at work, but also look professional coat. <laughs> and you fail on both accounts. <laughs> <laughs> so the coat does, but the content doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having any really nice wrapper and you open it up and there's a rubbish chocolate bar inside. <laughs> it's getting a Christmas present that's got a beautiful wrapping, but there's nothing inside it. <laughs> It's like expecting a Xbox One and you get like a pop station. You mean, mean little boys. Just because none of you can be as fashionable as I. You know, you've got Kurt Callum with his Kermit t-shirt over there. Ryan, who looks like he's just finished school. Keith, <laughs> who looks like he's just finished doing the garden. And Lee, you look alright to be fair, mate. Okay. So I'm, uh, yeah, Callum looks like he's just finished milking the cows and he's come on his tractor to get into the studio. <laughs> now I want to see if he's got wellies on. Because that would just set it up. Well, I mean, my week's been dull. Nothing's happened. But I saw something today on my lunch break, which I was, I was just the sheer... I don't really know what happened, but I don't know whether it was like the sheer audacity of this man and his attitude to life, whether it was the weather. I just don't know. So what happened was there's a rap van near where I work and there's some tables outside. This guy's order was called up. He stood up. The chair... Where he, not, he stood up so powerfully that the chair fell on the floor... He didn't pick it up, he collected his order, then he noticed and picked it up. And everybody was just looking around at each other like, what the hell, that chair just, he just knocked that chair over. Like, he's so, he's either so full of himself that this chair, he's just not this chair because he doesn't give a damn. Or it's just an accident or and that's impressive. he's a very hungry man. Yeah, he's very, very excited about his rap. But I've never been that excited <laughs> that I've knocked a chair over. Maybe he's like a superhero undercover like Hitchcock. Remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Hancock, sorry, not Hank. No. Hancock, where he like, sits on the bench and he collapses because he's just so strong. But you'd pick it up straight away, right? You'd, you'd pick up the chair first. Not if food. 
food's on the line. Look at the shape <laughs> yeah, of the Yeah, but the food's going to be waiting. Like, it wasn't that far to walk. I, I just don't understand why he didn't think, oh, do you know, oops, I dropped the chair. No, like, I've made a statement here. The chair's staying here. I'm getting my food. Like, I just don't understand. Maybe it was a distraction technique so he could have the chair when he gets back with his wrap in case somebody tried to steal it. <laughs> no, I just think, I think he was a bit of a douche, to what be honest. Was his, what wrap did he get? I, I wasn't that far near it, Callan, to find out. I didn't. I didn't go up to him after. Was like, sorry, I seem to admire what happened with the chair. Now I just need to know what dinner you're having as well. Hello, like, I'm... Tell me everything about you, buddy. I'm Sherlock Halford. <laughs> uh, I, I, I imagine it probably had maybe some falafel on it, Callan. Uh, some chili sauce. I don't know. It's wrap band. I've been taught. I've been recommended it at work. It looks trashy. I'm feeling it. That sounds like a solid wrap. No. I approve this guy's choice. Of Told wrap. you, Loggy's donuts is all you need when you're at work. Well, not every day, Ryan. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. only ballooning as it is. I don't want to like get any bigger. They do mini ones, three for a quid. Uh, they do small ones, and you get lots of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. A moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. That's what they say. And plus, I can't run for six weeks now, as advised by doctor. Following on from injury with Spider that we have discussed in past, I've been back to the doctor and he's like, "Yeah, you really shouldn't run on your foot." So now I can't run for six weeks. So I'm going to get fatter. So I might have to buy another new coat. Is that oh, possible? Oh, you're funny, aren't you, Kermit? Look at him with his little uh, little Pinocchio haircut over there. <laughs> he's back. He's on fire. Moving swiftly on. Callan, what have you been up to whilst you've been sunning yourself in Eastbourne with all the benchness on the beach? <sighs> we could we could probably <laughs> guess what he's been up to. I can imagine him like wearing one of those Victorian one piece swimming suits. <laughs> they and, are and, and knitted towel on his head. The Victorian one piece swimming suits are actually cool. They should come back. I feel they like need a resurgence. I feel like he's had a summer of knowing exactly where he's going because he's been back by the sea, back by the water where he belongs. So he's been like, I know where I'm going now, just you know. Can he go to the shop? Yes, because I know where it is. So you know most people when they come back from university, they'll like move to a nicer area if they know the area is a bit fresh. <laughs> so he's not bothered because he know- the only reason why is so he can navigate from his home to university. <laughs> <laughs> Leave you don't know what this is about. Basically, Callan says he struggles to navigate okay. unless there's water nearby him. Right. So <laughs> he lives on the coast normally. <laughs> right. And when he comes to Birmingham, i.e., the furthest point in the country, yes. yeah, yeah. away from water and having a coast. There's, there's canals. So you can navigate using the canals. So the reason for this was because I knew that south of my house was where the sea was. Okay. Okay. Which is how I can navigate because I know that the opposite that's north. Obviously, coming to a city. There is a scene mm-hmm. nearby, so I can't. Yeah, I feel like this. I thought it was perfectly sensible, justified. The moaning okay. of life with Callum Pilkington. I feel like there's something more sinister at work here, where his mum's told him where certain things are and how far he's allowed to walk in case any strange <laughs> men talk to him. <laughs> oh, wow. So, what have you been up to anyway? Uh, working and enjoying the new Spider-Man game, which is I'm very late on, but is amazing. And everyone should go play. Have you been putting weird poses in photo mode? Is that all it is? That's a photo mode. I had, oh, we're still talking about the mode. game wow. here, right? <laughs> <laughs> like all not, not your personal photo. Snapchat. That's like all I know about the game is that it's got photo mode. <laughs> Every player, loads, loads of selfies of Spider-Man on nobody's the Nobody's playing the actual game. They're all just hanging around yeah, outside exactly. things. Positioning themselves so an airplane goes oh, like, at their yeah. bottom. All that kind of thing. I didn't, I didn't even realise you could do that. I was just thinking of the actual... I just use it for the actual missions of like taking pictures of places of landmarks like you're supposed to play the game. When, I'm when, sorry, I play a game like I'm actually supposed to. Why don't you play Fortnite with the rest of your 13-year-old friends? What is that? <laughs> what is Fortnite? I keep hearing about it. What is it's it? two Fortnite. weeks. 
Steptoe made a joke. <laughs> it's it's a hundred player multiplayer game where your objective is to be the last one alive. It's I know like, there's a cube in it. That's about all. It's like Minecraft meets Call of Duty, but for kids. Right. Not interested. What have you been doing for work then? I worked in a warehouse. Was <laughs> <laughs> he was a door jam. <laughs> You were a picker and a packer. I was a picker and a packer. I've done that job. It's just mundane. It is mundane, isn't uh, it? How much do you get paid an hour? Not a lot. Go on. Did you, you at least get to play? Did you at least get to have the radio on while you did it? No. Oh wow, that is mundane. Yeah, no. We had to start at seven a.m. Worked at Halfords. It was horrible. <laughs> Halford worked at Halfords. Yes. <laughs> is, that, is that the only reason you got the job? I was Hi, I'm Guy Halford, I and I thought it was undercover boss. <laughs> my way up to the top, mate. That's what I was trying to do please, based on my name. Please tell me someone made fun, made en- endless customers made fun of you for that. No, I, you, they were funny and unique. And no, I just got bullied while I was working there because some, some people there were not very nice. Oh, poor yeah, no, he feels bad. So, uh, where, where, <laughs> yes, I have a heart sometimes. <laughs> where did you? Uh, where did you work? Uh, this little healthcare and hygiene place in East Sussex that I'll pimp out called White Man Parish. How did you get the job? You're not very hygienic. Um, um, because I know the boss. Is essentially how it worked. <laughs> it was cooking new, new. It was cooking noodles and urinals and all the medical supplies, <laughs> wow. kidney dish. They're making his wow. cup of tea. Are you are you not telling us how much you got paid? Because you're hoping, like, once this year at uni's out, you're hoping to go back there to get the job again. Um, I'm keeping it as a backup. <laughs> <laughs> they said they might take me on for their marketing, so I'm just sort of keeping them. It's one they advertise a job like above minimum wage, and one is it's one penny above minimum wage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they probably thought he was 16 when he walked in. They were like, well, <laughs> we could just fob him off with £2 an hour then. Apprenticeship. Wow. So it's like literally what you've done is pick and pack boxes and play Spider-Man. Well, yes, and enjoy the beach, and yeah, yeah, that's my summer. Hang, oh, hang out at the bingo hall with all the other. Bingo, bingo's legit fun. Bingo's legit fun. Don't, don't. No, it's not. Bingo. It's violent it and it's fun. nasty. Because if you call out the wrong thing, which I've witnessed a friend do in bingo, you get, a, oh, oh, don't like call that I swear to And that was just guy you. next. <laughs> bingo is intense competition. Don't call out the wrong thing. I think you could get genuinely murdered at a bingo hall. I genuinely think you could get murked. I thought I was genuinely going to get murdered this morning because I left standard. Standard <laughs> morning. <laughs> nice little segue there. Because um, I moved back into my place, I went out the door. Oh, God, I saw I'm where this is going. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a great story. So I'm known for not being the most like navigational with you know, it. Sen- most sensible, most like down to earth. Callan nearly killed people. himself twice over the last year for Nuffy's bicycle. <laughs> anyway, so I. <laughs> I saw what I thought was um, crime. An electrical wire, <laughs> an electrical wire dangling out the wall. Which it, was... We got this. This is Abbott in the cinema with the kid on the train, isn't it? Like this kid got electrocuted. It's him. It seems he's, he's a kid. <laughs> no, but I, I saw this like electric wire sticking out the wall, and, and the sensible thing is to look at it and then move on. Wait, wait, if wait, I wait. go wash my hands yes. and then no, I no, touch no. it, <laughs> no, it was sparking. If I put my tongue on it. <laughs> it, it was sparking and soldering at the end because oh, it had an uncovered end. Soldering, do you think? Yeah. Not soldering. You're not there with soldering iron. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, I should probably report this to who? To the bureau. To the I live in a to the, flat. So to I'm the to... bureau, uh, bureau of uh, <laughs> hanging wires. Smoky electricity people. <laughs> no, so I go, I, I go to the like guy who manages it. Um, hey, Mister, Mister, the building's on fire. <laughs> anyway. what, what's that, Lassie? <laughs> 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 
Timmy's down the well, well too. So he he's <laughs> obviously quite worried. Obviously very worried because I've told him there's electrical like <laughs> Yeah. Standard so, reaction. Quickly boys, show me where it is. <laughs> so we go to it. He goes that's did, not, did that's, you point with your nose? <laughs> that's that's not electrical wire. Mm-hmm. That's an incense stick. <laughs> Someone had stuck an incense. He'd stuck an incense stick in the wall, oh left it hanging out. <laughs> Hang on. Wow. Where's the, where, does, where does the bit where you think you're gonna get murdered come into this? I thought I was gonna. I was expecting like a. Yeah, that was the fire. building manager. Like, <laughs> yeah. They were the screwdrivers. Like, I'll get you, brother. I'll get you. Did, did the wow. fact that this electrical fire smelt of jasmine not give it away? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't sniff it because I wasn't gonna get close to it. It was just like I just put my nostril in it. Surely oh, just. Surely the incense would just be filling the air. It was but, only one stick, and it was like. But I didn't get close to it. it were cool. were you upwind from the stick? <laughs> I'm so confused by this just because I've seen electrical wires, I've seen incense sticks, and they don't really look that similar. <laughs> yeah, with like, they're kind of like electrical wires tend to be like blue, black, red, like well, no, not, it was, not wood. It was like usually yeah. covered in plastic. Not, I thought not it was incense. brown. I thought it was brown, and I know that there's like on some plug sockets there is a brown one because that is like the earth wire, isn't it? Do not get Callum to rewire your house. <laughs> what? What? Okay, talk, talk us through what happened when you saw it. Like, what was your instant reaction? My instant reaction was, I smell burning. That looks like it's I burning. smell incense. Does <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> 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 electricity smell of turmeric? <laughs> that, that is an exposed flame at the end. Oh God, there's an electric fire. Was, was there a little bit of ash at the end of it dropping off slowly? No, there wasn't. Did you, did you run to get to the building manager? I didn't actually. I just happened to walk into him, and so I was like, "Oh well, I'll tell him anyway." <laughs> was it like the start of the movie? I was leaving show the building Kermit's anyway. Flailing around everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was leaving the building anyway, so I was like, "I don't care if it burns down. It'd be fine. I'll be so, out of it. I'll be safe." So you've had a whole summer and nothing happened. Yet the most impressive thing that happened to you happened this morning about an incident. <laughs> I don't wow. remember what happened to me mostly wow. over summer. It's good to have you back, Callan. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll leave that. Keith, what have you been up to this week? Certainly not. It's on the mend. I'm now not wearing my support brace, which is great. That's all very comfortable. But wait, what happened? What happened? Oh, I just put my back out. He's getting old, Callan. He's getting old. (laughs) So I I had to wear a support back support for a few days, which was fun. Made me feel very old. Do you know what? Like when you say back support, though, I'm thinking of like, um, was it Joan Cusack? Was it Ferris Bueller? Like, and she's on the bus, or so somebody who's got a back support in a film, like, like in an eighties comedy, like, 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 and they're walking along like this with like a brace against their back. No, like, it's, like, it's like a, it's like what you'd wear if you were doing weightlifting. Right, I was just okay. thinking of just, like the girl in um, Heather's when she gets run over the bus. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not like a surfboard <laughs> stuffed down the back of my trousers <laughs> if that's what you're thinking no, not, not as bad as that no it's just like a it's just like a, a support belt it's just like we, what weightlifters use to stop them getting hernias when they lift heavy weights how would you know you've never lifted any weights it's got cheek <laughs> I'll lift you over I'll lift you over the top of my head so. do you know what Let's go for it. <laughs> I'd love to see a competition called World's Strongest Keiths, where only Keiths were allowed to enjoy. Oh, God, there'd be loads of us. We're Keith, quite strong. Keith Lemon, Keith Allen. Keith in the office. <laughs> Keith Lemon's not a real Keith, though. I think he thinks he's a real Keith. I think most people who act in stuff aren't actually given their like actual names. Kind of how it works. Cheggers. Stage names. Keith Chegwin's his real name. 
If Janice Long is not the real. I name. don't think Keith Chegwin would be up for competing at the minute, really. <laughs> <laughs> is that a distinct disadvantage? Yes. So, this is yeah. when you tell me our Keith isn't a real Keith. Well, he's just been lacked the whole time. I have. I've been imposter. Yes, I've been employing Stephen for the last three years. <laughs> <Yes>. Stephen! <laughs> um, he does sort of look like Stephen Merchant, actually. What? He's back. That's truly an outsize. Wait, that's that Ricky Gervais' friend, isn't it? Stephen. You, yeah, you're not helping yourself. Who you didn't even get to go out with Blossom. Yes, Callan Pilkington. Jesus. Pinocchio Pilkington. <laughs> But my week hasn't been as exciting as finding Jostick sticking out a wall and thinking they have the <laughs> yes. Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, no, the house is going to explode. Oh, no, that, no, my, my uh, week wasn't that exciting. I've just been spending mostly grinding on Destiny. <laughs> I got excited then. I got excited. You can find Destiny at most Spearman Finals. And then just spending a lot of time packaging up old DVDs and books to sell to buy smaller versions of them. Pointless. That's <laughs> no, not. When you've got are, are you a like going to be on an episode of Amazing Spaces soon? No. My space is just miniaturising everything. It's not miniaturising, it's just making it take up a lot of space. Because like, all of my Marvel movies take up a lot of space, but they're reissuing them in the kind of um, cinematic universe boxes, so they're quite slim. So it means I can reduce my uh, amount of space so I can buy more films. I'm expecting to see Keith on one of these hoarding programmes at some point. Oh, it's right? not hoarding. It's collecting. There's a distinct difference. Oh my God, do you remember Mr. Trebus from A Life of Grime? <laughs> <laughs> Who? It was Who? before your time, Callan. It was before you were born. He, he, he was a, an old man who's now sadly passed and he was very much a hoarder. Um, he had a massive house over in London. Yeah. Absolutely massive. It was like a six-bedroom house. But he used to poo in a carrier bag at the bottom of the garden. See, the difference between a hoarder is the hoarder wouldn't get rid of things, you see. But what I am getting rid of things is just make <laughs> to buy new things. Yeah, because I want to. Isn't that what you do things. with your record collection every week? Oh, we went. Oh. <laughs> <Silence>. <laughs> <laughs> went quiet then, didn't he? Just having a reflective moment. <laughs> so I've been to sex quite a few times this week. No, I bet you. Uh, oh. Hey, no. <laughs> did you? Did you, uh, did you get twenty-five p or less for a DVD? No, I did all right actually. Did you? I did enough to refinance the ones that I wanted to buy. Without having it cost me anything in cash, not in exchange, which is quite good if you have it in exchange. You can cook, cook get quite a good deal. Yeah, yeah so. but that's because you're just buying other people's tat. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That's, that's what you should just rename CEX to is other people's tat. You never buy anything new there. But I did you know all right with not, that. You know, it's not called CEX, right? It is actually called sex. No, it's computer exchange. Somebody, <laughs> somebody <laughs> that Laura knows. Yeah. Thinks it's called cyber exchange. It's kind of like you are so wrong that you <laughs> wouldn't believe exchange. how wrong you are. It's not called cyber exchange. Cyber exchange but, is, the, is a website. I'm pretty sure. Cyber exchange <laughs> sounds like somewhere. Cyber I don't exchange want is to where visit. Keith bought Destiny from. I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Although I did get the I, one of the things I did do was get rid of all my um, Pixar movies, some of which I hadn't got on Blu-ray, to get the little quite nice box set which they had in the Hail Zoeing sex. And it was in beautiful condition. So you've just been going to various sex shops yeah. to try and sell, <laughs> selling things. Were you having buying sex on the Wi-Fi? Were you at the same time? No, 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 no. Was there a lot of sex employees in there when you were going in? No, all the sexes I've been to recently are very nice. They don't smell of weird, like festering they, old carpet. There's def- oil. definitely a always quite a significantly 
significant smell in a sex shop, isn't there? <laughs> I think it's the cleaning products that you... <laughs> did you find Destiny in a sex shop? Or did you already <laughs> <laughs> Destiny? Well, this is the thing, because this is the whole story is, is that I upgraded my... Uh, <laughs> you upgraded yeah. your Destiny? Yeah. I upgraded sex. my console of choice at a sex and had some money left over from all my exchanges. So I did buy Destiny from sex. So you were saying that, like... And then I exchanged it so what, I could get the, was it the Forsaken version. Of... So it's the special edition of Destiny that you have now. No, I didn't get the special edition. I got the standard edition. So you were saying... That, that was all I could afford. No extras. <laughs> you are saying that things were exchanged at a sex shop. Yeah. Good. On okay. multiple occasions. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Lee, what have you been to this week? Um, oh, my, my week's not been... Uh... The most exciting, but uh, uh, have you found any joysticks? Uh, no, I haven't. Have you been, been to twenty no. sex shops? <laughs> no. um, but um, well, I have had uh, a run-in with the uh, with the job centre because I am actually between jobs at the moment, and they decided that they were going to send me to this thing and like, oh, you go do this job because I will send you to this assessment thing for this job, and went along to it, and I was told it was an admin role. Turns out it was a customer service role that had nothing to do with admin and the assessment was the most patronizing thing in the world because I opened it up the very first question said out of all these coins tick the 20p (laughs) (laughs) and as soon as I saw that I just face desked I was just like oh my god I can't believe I've been sent to this I want to know the story behind that I want to know like how many bad people they've got that didn't know the 20p oh yeah I would love to know how many people weren't answering that one because like it's just so many and it just kept going like that it was like oh here are some numbers which one's the four I'm like okay Um, (laughs) was this like a job as a like customer service for like a preschool or something like that. Are you, are you sure you weren't sat in a sat test or something like that? <laughs> Did you have like a sheet with like little lines to scribble on or something? No, they they were late in giving me the uh, working out paper. That annoyed oh me. My God. <laughs> Is this like a well-established chain brand? Yeah, job centre, Callum. <laughs> yeah, the job centre. It was um, it was for some civil service. Oh, that, that's, that's civil service level question. He was going to work for the. The, what's it? The Chancellor of the Exchequer? Which one's the twenty p? Uh, that one. Uh, which one? Which one's the euro? We don't talk about. Were that they, was they to scale or were they big pictures? Um, they. Hmm. Because that would. They were. I off. think they were actual size. If they were actual size, sheet. that's okay. That's acceptable. Yeah. If they were big and you went, that's the twenty p. But, but the thing is, like, I'm pretty sure that all the coins were were like number side up. So you can actually see the numbers on them anyway. Wow. <laughs> so it's like 20p. Um, the one that says 20 on it. Even if I didn't know, which obviously I do. Cause I'm do not... you think you aced the test? I think I did, yes. How, have you heard back from them yet? Or is it a case I... of, this guy's too smart for this yeah, job? No, 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 well, like, 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 yeah, you're not qualified enough to work at Mackie D's. Yeah. You, know, I did... you know what a 20p is. Like I did um, get a response back and I didn't actually get it and I think it's because first of all they didn't give me a job description for the interview that I went for at the same time so I just sat there and went I don't know what this job is so I'm just withholding the midget gems from Alan because <laughs> it's quite amusing he's reaching over like a little job <laughs> and um, but then I think like they must have thought yeah this guy is, is just he's too good so he can't have this yeah. you, don't, you still don't know what the job was for? it was like some 
crap customer service thing, answering phones. Oh, I can imagine oh, the manager's probably like read the assessment and he went, he knows what a 20p is. He's going to be in my job in like yeah. a what week. What kind of customer service job needs you to identify a 20p? Somebody going to ring you up and go, hello, I've got some change, but I don't know what it is. Can you describe to me the 20p? Skype. Okay. Skype. All right, I've got one of those. Thanks. Bye. Skype me your change. Um, what's what? this? That, that, that job is effectively called debt collection because, like, if you ring somebody up, the most you're probably going to get is 20 pills. Probably, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what can you afford this week? I've got... I've got a few pence. I've got half a packet of uh, Ritz crackers. Some Riz Rizla. <laughs> <laughs> and a 20p I found behind the sofa. Will that do? Yeah, I've got an old 50p. Will that work? <laughs> I found a 50p in my... Uh, <laughs> Coin purse <laughs> that had Benjamin Bunny on it, which I was quite pleased of. I was going to keep that. You mean your Benjamin wallet. Button? Then, Benjamin <laughs> Bunny. They had they had a whole kind of. Um, it was Enid Blyton once. Oh, Beatrix. Did you did you content. use that to pay for stuff in a sex shop? No, I haven't actually. I don't use real Is that money Destiny's too much now. You don't use real don't money really in a sex shop. I don't really use real money. At all, mostly now. Just, just, just Bitcoin. Do you get contactless? Do you get concerned that if you use your card in a sex shop, people can see your purchases and like know that you're? That's assuming that the card I've got is in my real name. <laughs> it's in the name of Stephen. It's in the name of Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> Steve, who goes to the sex shop. Steve in the sex shop. Sexy Steve. Oh yeah, Ryan has your week. I, I was just gonna like wrap this up then. Like, Screw you! It's my goddamn show. Sack him off. Like, what's when it says geeky from with guy health, you can tell me what to do. Should we all guess what Ryan's been doing this week? I think that he has been watching TV. <laughs> I reckon he went to a restaurant opening. Keith? No, I don't know. Um, I maybe he's been to do some house viewings. No. No. This is a rubbish game. Yeah. This is not a very good game. I mean, he's got to make the story more interesting than what we've suggested, though. My route to work has been blocked. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. This sounds like a real good story. Like, <laughs> seriously, like, the three main routes that I have to work, because I have alternate routes already planned, because I'm a nerd, I'm a geek, all blocked. Because a certain party orange oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes. which is slap bang in the middle of my where I live and where I work. Okay. So I have armed police. I have people stopping me and saying I can't go down a public road because a certain part you're in town. At least you know you're safe and you're protected by the police. No, because they're pointing their guns at my way to say no, you can't go yeah. this way. <laughs> have you got a twenty p? <laughs> <laughs> or you missed it? Did you put this joystick in the building? <laughs> I think Callum would have actually been oh, shot if you reported oh, that. Oh God, please! If you go past the convention centre, please stick a joystick in the wheel. <laughs> Just to see what happens. Wow. So, Ryan, this week you've been inconvenienced. I've been inconvenienced by a party that what I don't want to even in, That most people actually who live here don't even want them to be here. Well, why don't you, like, swim up the canal? Put yes, the... because I am amphibious. Yeah. <laughs> My gills will dis- de- you <laughs> deploy. You can swim up the canal. Put, like, well, your... You could get a canal boat, actually. I think he's on something here. I'm going to oh, buy well, a canal those, boat because um... they're in town for a week. I like my nice <laughs> rowing boats. You could what make a raft out of plastic bottles. Parkour across buildings. <laughs> all like all of these sound like effort. I'd prefer to just amble in the general direction that my workplace is. Hang on a minute. You normally get the bus home anyway, you lazy. No, I don't. So and so. so they, I'm sure they're not blocking the bus. No, because they diverted the buses as well. Oh my God. <laughs> 
I mean, in the jo- in the um, video you did with Jaws 19, you know, ages ago at this point, but there was a lot of the Mission Impossible. There was some running there. That was a there. Keith's office. I know where it was. I <laughs> been to Keith's office, but there was some running there. You could do. That. I nearly died that on. day, didn't I, Keith? I was like on the floor in Keith's office for a good ten minutes trying <laughs> to get my yeah. breath back. That was good though. It's like explode upstairs, so we had to cut it together so it looked like they were doing it all. That was good though. Did he, did Ryan just like slightly walk up the stairs and you had to put it in fast motion? No, no, no. He did. He did genuinely. <laughs> I ran leg it five times in a suit wearing gloves in yeah. about thirty degrees heat. It was very impressive. It was very toasty by the end of it. Good and stuff, Ryan. And I had to put a rubber mask on as well. It was incredibly warm. <laughs> did you get that from a sex shop? <laughs> I did not purchase the mask. Although it did smell like it came from a sex shop. <laughs> oh. oh, God, not weird news. That right. wasn't I did. <laughs> <laughs> what am I pointing at? Because what, what is this that he's got in his hand? Callan's slurple the purple mug. Oh, wow. He's got a Birmingham University fur musk. Yeah, they gave out free fur musk this year. Hang on a minute, he blagged his way into fresh as week, even though he's not a fresher. Oh, that's actually a story. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Weird news this week. What Callan got to do at Freshers Week. You are, I don't want to know what you did at Freshers Week. <laughs> you so, met Destiny in <laughs> I, I actually snuck my way into a Freshers event for free just because I was, I, I was supposed to be on the guest list because I was supposed to be recording it. I turned up with no equipment, got in, telling them, oh, yeah, my mate's coming in about an hour, with, uh, in about five, ten minutes with all the equipment. Got in. Tried it for about an hour, went home. Completely no consequence. I like it. That's his second story. And he still not talked about the fact he was actually on telly last week. I mean, that's a bit of... <gasps> oh, yeah, I was yeah. on telly. <laughs> but, oh, God. <laughs> if anybody saw that, that was the, the, I, that was my, the creepiest moment in the world I saw for that telly. Because that was not just like, hi, I'm on telly. This was, look at me, look at <laughs> he me. He was bouncing around in the background like, like waving what? to his <laughs> trying to get. I'm trying to get behind this lady. <laughs> Can you see me? You were sidling quite a lot on that bit. Well, I, I didn't know what to do because I was talking to him. Anyway, weird news. Anyway, yeah. Done. Can I just add, look, you tried to sneak into a, You snuck into a Freshers event that, to be honest with you, they probably wouldn't have cared. I know. It was just fun. And also, like, And he still looks like a Fresher. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, well, look, no, you looked was, underage. I was surprised I didn't get in was, trouble. It was just that I didn't have to pay for it. So it was more like a... a did you pay for that firmus? No, I bet you didn't. You don't pay for it. You're a student. You're fleecing off everybody. <laughs> what were you wearing to this party? Probably that. <laughs> uh, some hey, shirt. He's come to fix the lose. Catering's here. I mean... Oh, we're actually ready for some weird news now. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll do one story out of these three. If this, if this is a story of a, a man finds a joystick sticking out the wall and mistakes it for an electrical no. wire... Is it about Uranus? <laughs> no, it's not about Uranus. <laughs> right, this first one from Hypebeast.com. Spotify and Ancestry team up to create DNA curated playlists. Oh, no. Nice, what? I like that. Okay. From bbc.co.uk. Children to be banned from cycling to school without number plates. Oh, I've heard about this. What? this what? <laughs> and third one. KFC announces new gaming division named KFC Gaming from TwinGalaxies.com. I'm interested in the KFC gaming. Uh, oh no! Yeah, pretty much, much. Hmm. everything after eleven o'clock is advertised as a gambling thing. I'm not that bothered. I yeah. want to. I want to find out about the uh, kids with number plates. Really? Yeah, kids with number plates. Yeah, kids with number plates. Yep. 
I'll just do the KFC one quickly. Callum Basically, wants to find out about the kids with number plates because he thinks he might have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's getting himself prepared. So basically, KFC announced on Twitter, Friday, September the 28th, they've launched a new gaming division called KFC Gaming. They'll be playing Fortnite and multiple other games. They're doing that's, eSports. What? That's not Sponsor. news. That is just saying what someone said in a tweet. So they're yes. sponsoring an eSports team. That's what that sounds yes. like. Right. Yes. That's, okay. So they're not they actually doing any gaming. They're yes. not actually making any games. Well, it's a gaming division which they've set up for eSports. Does this mean that eSports, as well as like all the ridiculous amount of energy drinks, there's now going to be KFC buckets everywhere? I'm well? assuming so. Because <laughs> that's be... just going to get ridiculous. Imagine, imagine greasy those controllers. Oh, and... yeah. oh. <laughs> anyway, to return to the children. So it's been BBC. <laughs> <laughs> .co.uk. Say that sentence after often, Ryan. Children to be banned from cycling to school without number plates. No byline. No. Do you okay. trust the source? Yeah, I do. BBC. Yeah, we can trust the BBC. Who wrote Implicitly. it? Implicitly. Doesn't say. Cron. <laughs> Cron is back. Children have been told they will be banned from cycling to their South London school if they do not put number plates on their bikes. Teachers at Stanley Park High and Carl Shelton have introduced a scheme so members of the public can report pupils cycling dangerously. Fair enough. We just yeah. had an incident outside where a kid nearly rode into me and Guy. Yeah, like like trying to treat his bike like a unicycle. I did almost get run over by a kid on a scooter earlier. Dangerous little children. Yeah. The secondary school said the main aim was to keep children safe. Charity Cycling UK questioned why Stanley Park High wanted to make cycling to school more difficult. On the school's website, head teacher Amin Amin wrote... All students who cycle to school will be required to display a school-issued bicycle number plate when riding to and from school. I have a question. Does that person have the same first name and surname? No, it's Amit Amin. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Mr Amin said the measure is in response to the incidents of children cycling in a way that it could endanger themselves and others. Subtitle. Trespassing on parental duties. (laughs) In a school statement, our absolute priority is the safety of our students, and the aim of this initiative is simply to ensure their safety as they travel to and from school. The plates will be introduced from the 1st of October as part of a scheme to encourage cycling, which includes subsidised bike lights and maintenance workshops. Callan might need one of those. I have a question. Where, where is it going to go on the bike? Without potentially it rubbing against the tyre and the kid falling off? I'm assuming off the back of the seat. Well, that's gonna that's that's gonna rub against the tire though. Oh, it's getting, like is it like a full-on rectangle license plate? <laughs> I'm assuming it's not gonna be the size of one that's on a Land Rover guy. No. Is that not a picture of it? Like, no. what's the license plate number gonna read? ABC one two three. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's only one school, so like there can't be that many. Yes. Duncan. Do you have to get that registered and get it MO- have an MOT on it? You know, like, is that something you've got to register? Get your bike service once a year. <laughs> Duncan Dollymore. I've cycled- <laughs> 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 the story is now officially lies. It's crap. Mm-hmm. Of Cycling UK said Mr. Ammon's re- actions were part of a trend of head teachers trespassing on parental responsibilities. Mr. Dollymore said the school should focus, on, co- <laughs> should incur- focus on encouraging local authorities to adopt a 20 mile an hour speed limit and making traffic calming measures instead of making sc- cycling to school more difficult. Schools across England have imposed various restrictions recently, including safety sc- cycling safety tests and mandatory helmets. Another critic of Stanley Park's high school scheme is Chris Boardman, former professional cyclist and Greater Manchester Cycling and Walking Commissioner. Walking Commissioner? (laughs) I commission you to walk to the shop and get me a drink! What is that about? He wrote on Twitter, if I was one of the school's governors, I'd be stepping in about me. 1,300 comments. 1,300 comments on this. This is going to be fun. 
Are we, are we going to have the highest rated or the lowest rated? Please tell me one uh, of them starts with highest... backing my day. Right. This highest, is an outrage. Highest rated comment is all bikes should have them. There are some very dangerous cyclists around. Well, it is true. Though, even there are some started. horrible cyclists out yes. there. Dead not like you. I'm not one of them. <laughs> lowest rated comment. Can we have this for all cyclists, please? And insurance and road tax while we're at it. Why was that the lowest rated comment? That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> You're not impressed, Keith. I'm not impressed with this story at all. Uh, I just want to issue a formal apology to Mr. Dollymore for laughing at your name. <laughs> and do apologise if you are a listener of the show for laughing at your name, Dollymore. Oh, I just have to read out this last comment because it's personally directed at Mr. Chris Boardman. Okay. Okay. From PJT. Unfortunately, Chris Boardman, although I respect your cycling ability, it appears you are far too removed from the reality of what many youths are like in this country. (laughs) Burn! (laughs) Primary socialisation has broken down in the UK, and kids think they can ride without any respect for others. The measure may seem draconian, but this is because parents have not done their job correctly. Who wasted their time of an evening to write that comment? You could have done something so much better with your time. This is what you're going to be like in 30 years' time I'm when you're retired going, and you're going just going to be angry comment. online. I am not <laughs> going to be a keyboard warrior in two weeks. <laughs> he already is a keyboard warrior. He won't be one. What was the eBay dispute you had this week? I got annoyed at someone on Discogs because they, they, they started looking at my profile and like, you've got really bad feedback and you're not going to pay. It's kind of like, I'm not going to pay you now, am I? Because you just start investigating me. Like, who do you think you are? Sherlock Holmes. Why do you have really bad feedback? Because sometimes, Callum, I order an album so I don't want it, so I don't pay for it. Wow. Them's the wow. breaks. Let's go back to, the, let's cycle back to the cycling story. Um, does anybody agree with it? The idea of... Uh, I, 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 I think it's actually quite sensible. I'd, I'd agree with it. I think, like, if... It'd be different if it was, like, a council thing, but I think doing it as a school thing, I think, is sort of all right. And that's sort of, like... But, I mean, how are they going to police it? Well, that's the only thing, is that I think... With, with police on cycles, or issue. I imagine, because it's a school thing, they're going onto a school site with CCTV, so the school can come along and be like, well, that person can't cycle anymore, sort of thing. Like, working with the parents. How effective that will be, I don't know. Tonight on Question Time. (laughs) I suppose it'll help if your bicycle gets stolen as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I think think the idea of taking the licence plate off is probably going to be slightly easy. Yeah. It depends what the licence plate is, though. Right, whilst we've got a little I don't bit think of time. they're going to weld the license plate to someone's bike. <laughs> <laughs> sure, whilst we have a little bit of time, should we look at the Spotify and Antress your DNA? This yes. sounds genuinely amazing. I am actually interested in this. It and I sounds this. genuinely like, let's steal all of your data, including mm. all of your DNA. Do you, well, know, is... do you know what Callum's DNA and who he links back to is Geppetto? <laughs> <laughs> and that is, that is the only connection. <laughs> like, that is, his family that's because Gepp- he had a sp- Geppetto and then, uh, then Callum. That's he cut his on a splinter at one point. <laughs> and, then a, and then a dot, dot, dot line, like, friends, Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> so this is by Joanna Fu. Foo. Oh god! Foo. And where do you even find these sites? Hype Beast. What's that? That sounds Hype like Be- some kind Hype of Beast. random TV show. Hype Beast is a website about awesome trainers and sneakers, as well as like other like clothing items. Wellingtons. Look at this cool kid jackets. being down with like yay and uh, you know. It sounds like something out of Nathan Barley. I like Hype Beast. He reads them on his smartphone when he's in the tractor plowing the field. He's got nothing else to do. It's just a straight line. 
Spotify has teamed up with the world's largest for-profit co- genealogy company, Ancestry, to create playlists based on users' DNA. These genetically curated playlists will link your Spotify account to your ad strategy DNA test results, combining the music streaming platform's personalised recommendations with the top tracks from cultures your ancestors came from. Oh my god. Right. So Cliff Richard for me, probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that my Spotify playlists already feature that anyway. Quartz gave a few examples of these DNA curated playlists. Someone with Chinese heritage may get classical musician Wu Fei on their playlist, for example. Although a person with Spanish background might get the rock band Los Cyrex. Oh my god, this is this is this is this is really bad. So, it, so it's yeah, it seems like it's stereotypes a lot of the time. Yes. You've got Chinese in your blood. Therefore you must like Chinese opera. Yeah. You still get Drake anyway, because that's any all anybody gets shoved to them on Spotify. Oh, at the you're minute. slightly <laughs> Irish. Listen to the Pogues. You come from London. Here's some Chaz and Dave. <laughs> no, R.I.P. Chaz. By the way, R.I.P. Chaz. Just and Dave now. Dave. Just Dave. No, just and Dave. Did anybody actually expect this to be good, though? Did anybody actually expect like? accurate music no from the moment I heard the, the headline I was like where is this going yes. this is going to be weird so for, so for Callum then the only song in his playlist is when you wish upon a star <laughs> <laughs> it's so much more than the stats and the data and the record says Vinit Mera executive vice president and chief marketing officer at Ancestry how do we help people experience their culture not just read about it music oh seems such an God. obvious way to do that head over to Spotify's website to see your current musical DNA part chart and learn about Ancestry's DNA-based playlists. Can you click that link? Let's let's see your No, because we seem to go into a giant hole of no signal. Okay. Well, I think that's enough for weird news today, anyway. Go on, so, then. What, what do we think? <laughs> you expect these all just to start screaming? Just the usual blank faces in return. <laughs> this is what you get when you hire a bunch of idiots. Phil? I'm very, very happy. And if you know it, you really <laughs> so, want to show it. So I, what I really, really liked about the Matt Smith and Karen Gillan era was it was a new showrunner, it was a new doctor, it was a new companion, and it was a blank slate. And I like that we've got that again for a new, completely new sort of era for the show and it's unmistakably Doctor Who but it's also so so different and I'm just yeah um, the storyline of this pilot I was sort of mm. so this felt like a mid-season show to me it didn't feel like a series opener at all see I feel like it actually established the companions really well and like gave us a better idea of like how they're going to go forward with them with yeah the, with I, the... I liked that we spent some time with them in their everyday lives before the Doctor makes her entrance. But if you look back at like other classic Doctor Who first episodes, so like Matt Smith's was a bit like this, like the bad guy was a secondary foil to the actual setting up. But like Peter Davidson's first episode, again the same sort of thing. Tom Baker's it's more about setting them up and what the situation they're in as opposed to who they are, as opposed to the actual bad guy. I mean, in David Tennant's first appearance, he spends yep. half the episode laying on a sofa doing nothing. Yeah, so. well, he should have spent the rest of his tenure laying on a sofa, <laughs> to be honest with you. That, that's very true, though. I mean, if you think back to season one of the new Who, I think was the first episode was about the Autons, and it's like the the, the villain and the storyline is actually very unmemorable. It's just about yeah. bringing the characters well, it's, in. And... It's about ten minutes before Chris Reckleston turns up in that as well. Yeah, You say the villains were unmemorable at the time, but I remember the really terrible CGI with the bin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, Memorable god. for the wrong reasons, no. but still. That, oh god, and, and, and the sort of the plastic, plastic Noel Clark. Yeah. Yeah. Noel yeah. Clark, yeah. 
Callan sort of looks a bit like an Auton. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in that polo shirt. It's like someone's tried to replicate a genuine dummy and they put this fake bro from Rafa polo shirt on him. As I said, the reason it felt mid-season to me is because they did such a great establishing thing with the supporting cast. It wasn't kind of, here's three randomers that she's picked up yeah, and they, scooped into mm, the TARDIS. It felt very naturalistic. Um, yeah. And I, it, it sort of made sense that these people all know each other and it didn't yeah. feel too contrived yeah it didn't feel like they picked three random people and tried to make them work yeah which they, w- they have tried to do in previous series where they picked up people from different eras different times and just doesn't ever seem to settle properly yeah it, it's it just it really was like these people were just going about their lives um and and then the doctor just literally fell into it and mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. i really like that and then and then just jodie whittaker is yeah she's so she she ha- she nails what the doctor is, which is immediately sort of charming and likable, but also really weird and innately alien as well. And I just I thought she was absolutely brilliant. Keith, I thought it was a very solid opening episode. They chucked a lot of stuff out that we normally get with the the show. There's no mm-hmm. opening credits. The TARDIS makes no appearance whatsoever. But what I liked about it is that that Jodie was the Doctor. Just. There was no question about it. She yeah. just walked in, and that character—that the character was still the Doctor. And I quite like the family thing that they've um, tried to do because they've, they've created a mini family at that first episode because they've kind of related. There's the grandfather, the kind of grandson, and the kind of other guy that's in there. So I think they did a really good job with that first opening episode. And I think, although they've said they're not going to do the kind of overarching longer term story I think they've started out on that because mm. the the end episode clearly oh, we've got somewhere else to go the next mm-hmm. episode Lee? Uh, yeah I really enjoyed it I mean I've not really watched Doctor Who for a good few years but I had to check this out to see what they were doing with it I think one of my initial concerns was thankfully like thrown out which was I am all for a female Doctor but I was worried that they were going to like draw too much attention to it but it's literally like one line towards the beginning of just like, why did you call me madam? Oh, you're a woman. Oh, okay. And that was it. Not, um, not being a woman for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I found it really enjoyable. Um, and I, I'm echoing the sentiments that pretty much as soon as she was on screen, she was the doctor. I, my point bounces off your point um, of that. In, I feel like in the trailers... And in the lead up to this season, it's been very badly marketed. So yeah, they seem to stupid song they put on it. Thank you. Yeah. It's like I know, I was a bit concerned with how they were going to take it away from like what um, Stephen Moffat um, and Russell T Davis had sort of done in making sort of I'd say sort of a darker tone, but also sort of more dramatic, less sort of in a way in certain elements less campy than it some of the episodes from the original run and so it's sort of nice that we've still stick to that and we haven't sort of had some very um badly uh, we haven't had any sort of like badly handled like it's a woman now sort of thing like yeah well we're gonna have to get onto it at some point so the controversy online there was always gonna be people who would hate this regardless no matter how amazing or brilliant the show possibly boys, was, mm, yeah. they were always going to complain. It's not their Doctor, etc., etc. Making a PC version of my childhood, you've got fifty years worth of Doctor Who to go and watch. 
don't think that Doctor Who is made for you now, just because you've been watching it for so it's, long. It's for families today. It's a child show. And it's having... a child sci-fi show which touches on darker themes. It's mm-hmm. more of a young yeah. adult show nowadays. That's why Callan likes it so much. <laughs> but it's not for everyone. Everybody has their personal favourite Doctor. I'm sure all around the room we're all going to have our favourite Doctor. And it's changed with every Doctor when we change from Chris Reckleston to David Tennant. People <coughs> complained. Right. When people complained about the swap from Tennant to Matt Smith. When people complained about the swap from Matt Smith to Mr. Scottish Guy, whose name's completely Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi, Jesus whose name's right. just completely gone out of my head. How did you forget his name? Malcolm Tucker. Yeah, that's <laughs> who I was going to say. I don't know who I could say Malcolm Tucker. I mean, I, I think there's a line in the first episode that really sums up that whole yeah. idea is and it, I think she says something along the lines of um, you change. can evolve yeah. while still staying true to who you are yeah. and that's absolutely what this show does um, and I love that with the new companions you've got this blended sort of interracial extended family mm-hmm. one of whom has a learning disability yeah. and it did none of it felt like oh it's diversity for its own sake it's just no these are the kind of real the, the companion has always been a normal relatable fallible human being Mm-hmm. And so this is exactly the kind of person that the Doctor would end up taking under their wing? Well, the whole point of the companion for the Doctor is the doc- the companion's there to give the human side to the Doctor, which the Doctor always forgets about sometimes. The Doctor gets yeah. so wrapped up in the problem they're trying to solve, the companion's there to ground them, and ex- and they're the link between the audience to say, this is why you're doing this thing. It's not because this is a problem for you to solve. It's There's emotion, there's behind it, there's empathy. And that's what the Doctor always has to remember because it seems to fade out sometimes with the Doctor that I've, I've seen. I think one of the problems that's happened in the, in the more recent seasons is forgetting the purpose of the Doctor within the story because definitely within the Moffat era, there, and, and to, to a certain extent in the Tenant era, they put the Doctor front and centre. He was the one that solved the problems. He was the one that was the hero. And for me, the thing with Doctor Who is, is the Doctor isn't the hero. The Doctor is the, is the person who gets the people he meets to and come together them. and succeed and do the thing they do. He does it within his, he does it within his companion group, but he, when he arrives at a place, it's kind of like, okay, you need to sort this stuff out. She, Keith. Or he, her. <laughs> but the, the doctor, the doctor is a catalyst. Yeah. The doctor's not the hero. The doctor's not Superman. The doctor's not Spider Man. The doctor is who gets you to realise what you need to do to overcome the adversity that you're uh, you're presented with. And the doctor isn't the one that solves it. The doctor one is the one. The doctor is who guides you to that point. And I think we're going to get more of that with Jodie because she certainly did that in this uh, first episode because you got Grace and uh, Graham kind of doing their thing and they were being the hero and the, even the guy that was having to jump across Jodie didn't really do she wasn't like the kind of like I'm going to defeat the villain There was, you know, they came together to work it together so I, I hope they continue that Did you hear her epic burn at a co-star was it Toes and Cole? It was, this was great she basically she did all her own stunts uh, with the jumping across from the crane to crane so she was talking about that and then he was like oh yeah but I did all my own stunts as well she turned around yeah, you're not going to win a BAFTA for falling off your bike are you <laughs> 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 that's great the one character which I felt needed much more depth than explaining was Salad Man oh, Salad yes. Man who? Yes. Salad Man the man throwing salad at the... Uh, oh, I <laughs> found him richly compelling. Yes. <laughs> I love him. Salad? Have you it ever was been to Sheffield? The, the way he said, eat my salad, I was just like... <laughs> eat my is... salad Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> he, he needs more backstory. I'd yeah. like for them to revisit Mr. Salivan at some point. I think that they kind of covered that already by just having strange occurrences on the night shift in Sheffield. Yeah. So, 
because that pretty much is a night in Sheffield. Maybe we'll get yeah. an episode later on that's Planet of the Salad Men. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, talk of the villain for this episode. It, I, I think the writing and the villain itself weren't very strong this episode. It was more character-driven to yeah. establish them. The big reveal when he took off his mask was so dumb. Yeah, and gross and dumb. Yeah, but like, like, like. I mean, said, how long do you need secondary. to spend brushing with that oral beef to get all sure. that covered? It didn't look like he does much of that. To be fair, two things bothered me. Firstly, fair play she got out from charity shop. I'm all on board with that. I bought my clothes in charity shops. So I'm happy about it. Callan, don't start making a joke when you're wearing that polo shirt. I could see you wanting to. Um, anyway. She, she all of a sudden has an earring, right? She didn't just pick that up from a charity shop, right? Cause I like, was wondering why the would same you thing. use someone else's earring from a charity shop? It's like, come on, it, it, was, I, it wasn't thinking, even a small earring. earring. It was like a Bajoran something. Yeah. I, I think maybe like you know, she's like she made it clear that she was going to be friends with Yaz straight away. I reckon Yaz like maybe just gave her. An maybe, earring. maybe when she was making a sonic screwdriver, she had a little bit of Sheffield steel left oh, over. When she was making her rampant screwdriver. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I feel like Jodie needs to please maintain good basic hygiene here with that <laughs> Also as well is the foot feet situation. This really, really got to me. So okay, like she obviously is wearing Capaldi's clothes the whole thing. But like it's naturally known women have smaller feet than men. So, like, was she running around in a pair of shoes that were too big for her for a good few days? Because, like, surely she would have tripped up at some point. Because then I've walked around in a pair of shoes too big for me. I've, I've, like, completely stacked it. Are you saying that the science fiction show about an alien with two hearts that's just changed gender <laughs> is um, asking you to suspend your disbelief? I'm just I'm just worried for her health and safety that she may have tripped over in those shoes. You know what, though? She There was a line in it where she says she's still kind of baking, basically. So maybe her feet are still man-sized. Uh, okay, maybe, maybe, so maybe she's got, like, Pennywise yeah, feet. Yeah, maybe it starts top. Down, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I, I, okay. Speaking of top down, her hair is adorable. Mm. I love that haircut. I want that to be the new Rachel. I want everyone to have it. I do also like the fact that they let her keep her accent. Yes. As well, which is really nice. Yeah. I think that's that's what made her immediately likable for me. You well, can hear was, a Yorkshire accent and well, not be you like, had that oh. with Chris Reckleston. You had that with Peter Capaldi. Is the accent was part of their Doctor. The funny thing is, I, I saw online apparently Americans who watch the show were confused by the accents. They were so confused by the accents. So I saw so many comments online from Americans watching the show just being like, oh, I, can't, I had to put subtitles on because I couldn't understand the accents. I'm just like, it's just, you've, heard she- you've heard Sean Bean. You know what Sheffield accent sounds like. It's it wasn't that strong. No, I know. The bit that got me with the Americans is they were having adverts every five minutes for it, so they were getting really annoyed. <laughs> I do like that there was the global simulcast. simultaneous broadcast, though, yeah. Um, Jodie Whittaker has a US size 7 feet. It's okay, but how big Peter Capaldi's feet? Uh, I can't find out, so... <laughs> so then you, were, you haven't really proved anything to me there, then, Well, no, you? because that means she's a UK size 6, which means he must have tiny feet. Well, I'm just concerned, or... I was just concerned about health and safety. I don't want to see her falling I think, over. I think we had enough non-health and safety in that episode with Claire, but I'll leave it there. Uh, so, wrap it up. Favourite moment each, Lee, starts off. Ooh. Mm. That's a tough one. I'm probably... I, I just keep thinking of Salva's man that you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm cool. probably going to go with that. Um, there's a moment where she says, um, I don't know who I am yet, but I do know that if someone asks for help, I'll always say yes. And that's just a lovely little mm-hmm. moment. Keith? Just the first appearance. Just comes in, takes charge, yeah. does what the doctor should do. Guy? 
oh, the big brother's been as a companion. I'll get to see Bradley Walsh being on TV. And I if if pa- there's not a chase line slotted into that series at some point, I, is it going to be like a villain called the, the, the governess or something? I can't, I can't wait to see the bloopers on the DVD because apparently she said on set he was like a 10 year old boy making fart noises all day. So it's like brilliant. So, I, so Bradley Walsh all the way for me. Callum? The scene where we see her make the sonic screwdriver, just because we ne- we were talking about this beforehand, we've never seen the Doctor actually make something, and it's just like, well, of course she would do that. It's not like it's never just questioned. It's just like, yeah, of course yeah. she can do that. The why Doctor's a mad scientist. So yeah, yeah, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't she be able to do? My favourite bit was Neil in his cab when he was listening to his self-affirmation tapes. That wasn't Neil from The Inbetweeners, mate. It was Neil from The Inbetweeners. It wasn't Neil from I, The Inbetweeners. For a second I thought it was, it was but it wasn't. Yeah, he, it was like it's Neil his brother. meets Neville Longbottom before yeah. he got hot. But him listening to his tape and saying, like, you are important, you are thing, and that was really replicated by the Doctor saying it to him. I think that was a nice little touch. I will point out something that was ridiculous. There was the now come in all the bloody people the Chibnall's work with. Like I have no idea who any of these people are, <laughs> apart from like the Mr. Big at the end. Like Mr. Big, Alan Cumming, Lee Mack was the one oh, that got Lee. <laughs> but like Lee Mack is one of the more recognisable people in a cast. Yeah. It's like you know, start wondering what's going Lee on. Mack, you've got will be a standout of the season. Just to, just to touch on that one bit, that was a definite Chris Timnall going, if you don't like the idea that we've got a woman and some people of colour in, in the main cast, look what's coming in the weeks oh, ahead. Yes, <laughs> it's like if yes. you were checked out before, yeah. you are definitely checked out now. I love that. It's basically daring people to not want this show to represent the people that you see on the street. Yeah, and I love that bit with the whole when she finally clicks the I am the doctor oh, bit. yes and that was kind of like that was a really nice ceiling moment oh but, yeah Mark Addy's going to be in it as well aren't <laughs> good old Fred an Stone. open field doctor an open field <laughs> do you want me to do the full monster <laughs> big thumbs up from us though yep geeky for me Seems to be getting a few films on a musical theme recently, so we've got two biopics coming up very soon, one of which is the Freddie Mercury biopic starring Remy Malek, and then uh, there's been a recent picture of the Elton John biopic with Mr. Taron Egerton dressed up as good old Reg Dwight himself. I'm always iffy about biopics. Mm. Like, I don't like... I, I, I don't like people doing an impression of somebody... Mm. You have two problems with biopics. Either it lays it all truthfully bare, and then you end up kind of hating the person that you used to be a fan of, or it turns their life into some magical fairy tale, and they don't ever dwell on the dark side of certain people. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. So, I don't know about this one. I mean, the Freddie Mercury one, it was, it's been so troubled this has from start to finish. We had... Sasha Baron Cohen originally attached to play Freddie. Yep. Uh, apparently, it was supposed to finish with Freddie dying halfway through the movie originally. So then we'd talk about the second part of Queen going on. That was the original script. Oh, okay. What with Roger Taylor and like? How would they? How would that even be an interesting story though? That was the original script. Apparently, it was like Freddie will die halfway through, then we'll deal with the death of Freddie, and then we'll just move on into like. So we'll just have Brian movie. May and Roger Taylor just limping along, dragging the, the yeah. Queen name through the Adam. What's his name? John, Adam Lambert yeah John Deacon was it wasn't it yeah John Deacon's the other one Roger, Roger Taylor was the guy that they sacked apparently do you know he didn't, he didn't even get told he wasn't going back on tour with them they just replaced him with Adam Lambert and he found out when he had the coming soon Queen with Adam Lambert oh, is how he found out that's a bit <laughs> harsh isn't it anyway going back onto our topic so mm-hmm. A Star Is Born is also out 
now with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Nice. Playing a... El Gaga, as it yes. said on the uh, thing at some festival. Yeah, and she's basically playing her what she was prior to being Lady Gaga, isn't she? Yeah, I think so. It's like a remake of a Barbra Streisand film. Which was the a remake of a... Judy Garland. Uh, Judy Garland movie. Yeah. So it's the third time it's been remade. So it's kind of like, you know... It'll be what it is. It's not particularly... It's it's an okay story. I think it's, and it's Bradley Cooper's first attempt at directing. But I think it's a, it's a bit of an Oscar I like, grab, I would say. I like how you phrased it as attempt. In <laughs> well, I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I am, I'm sure it's perfectly competent and will do everything it needs to do for this kind of movie. Um, my interest in it is not huge, but I, you know, if I watched it, I probably would find it you know, entertaining. So do you think there's going to be like a trend of music films coming back out again now? Because obviously you've got these three that are kicking around. Well, um, we've had Mamma Mia as well this summer. But that's sing-along a, movies. <sighs> Great Showman earlier earlier in the year. But that's like a musical though. So like I would separate a music, a film about music and a musical in different yeah. categories. So I put your Mamma Mia's and your Great Showman's and your La La Land's into a category, a completely different character to what I've watched if I was watching this Freddie Mercury film. Yes, there's music in it and you know the songs. But it's about it. Those films are like a fantasy situation. These films are a real life. Well, okay, maybe *Star Is Born* isn't, but it, it's about a real life I, situation. I think *A Star Is Born* is like riding off the back of how successful Nashville's been as a TV series. I mean, it's, it's really Fair. reawakened the country genre in the states because it was in a real bad doldrums before someone like Nashville came out and then brought country music back to the front of the scene. It's because it's not the the golden seventies age, uh, the old Willie mm-hmm. Nelson, the Emma Lou Harris. But you, you're talking about f- kind of music biopics. I mean, but how how many good ones have we had? I mean, apart from something like Walk the Line, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you know that that was a reasonably what was good it? good film, and that I mean, I, you know, I was very interested in in the life of Johnny Cash mm-hmm. at that point. But what kind of other musical biopics that, that that we got? Most of them tend to be. Kind of, you know, anything that Elvis's films were just kind of fantasy films, stuff with Cliff Richard in. They're usually the musicians are kind of part of the act rather than kind of telling the story of. I'd rather see, instead of seeing a biopic, I'd rather have seen the musicians being part of the films. Like A Hard Day's Night is probably one of my all time favourite films. I absolutely adore that film. And that to me feels like, like in a way, like watching a documentary about the Beatles. Because I imagine that's how life was for them. That just four lads messing around, having having a fun, having a joke, and it follows them in, in a couple of days of their life. But to me, that also feels like a documentary feel to it. So to me, that I much prefer seeing the actors, the musicians acting in their environment. I mean, one of his favorite films is that thing you do, which is pretty much the flip side of that, which is yeah. actors pretending to be in a band and having that period of time. Yeah, I was going to say the best music biopic I've probably seen is Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is where people go. They're either on the side of the Ruttles or they're on the side of the Spinal Tap. Spinal <laughs> Tap kind of... all the way. It goes to 11. It's 11 yeah. out of 10 for everybody. You were talking about the Beatles. I mean, did you see Eight Days a Week? No, uh, I didn't. Which came out, maybe came out about this time last year or the early part of this year. And again, that documentary feel, that capturing what it was like to be there at the time, I think is a bit more interesting. Because when you've got actors portraying the parts, you are treading that line of, this is not going to be quite real. This is going to be, we're going to gloss over some of the kind of harsh realities because we don't want to really kind of sully the the image of of what people are going. And I am glad that Sasha Baron Cohen didn't end up being Freddie Mercury because I don't think that's a a particularly good fit for me. I I think I'd rather watch a documentary about Queen 
yeah. instead of a biopic. I, with A Star Is Born, I will happily watch a film where the central plot is music and it's someone in the music industry doing something, trying to make it, and it's fictionalised. I'm happy to watch a film like that. But I think like when it's someone who's doing an impression of somebody in the music industry in their eyes, mm-hmm. I would much rather watch a documentary about that. I mean, another issue that I have with musical biopics, especially is like the Elton John one that we've got coming, he's still very active, he's still making music so can you really do a biopic about somebody who's still actively making music because it's not going to be the whole kind of story but i mean no one's going to be interested in out and john's latter career because it's but then they want to know about like his late 60s early 70s stuff i mean i understand like high point career if it's a biopic and it's a very set period of time then yeah that kind of works but again i'd prefer a documentary about that what you have now reminded me of of a very good biopic that the I saw. No control. Oh yes, but uh, then they... which was which I thought was very very. That was a really good look uh, into well, into, that, the, that into, was a into the life. Kind yeah, of that story. one that one didn't kind of shy away from from what actually happened. But in a way, with with control, though, could you argue that it it's not about that's not really about the music. It's about him. So like. If, but in a, because he is a musician, mm. it's a musical biopic. So the, the thing for him is, is that 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 the the music, the creation of the music, is part of what make made him the man that he was. Because that you you feel those songs when you hear those songs, you can feel that that you definitely make a connection to to some of the things. And I think that's why it appeals to a well, lot of people because it, it it digs down into and that's what music is really good at is it gets you. It digs down into your psyche and digs down into the real depths of what you can feel, and you make a very, very strong connection with music. I think of all the art forms that are out there, whether it be films or whether it be books or whatever it is, the one for me that will always get me is music. Music really digs down deep, and I think that's why things like film works well because it ties music in as well, so you get the visuals. But a, a, a song will take you immediately back to how you felt. Or f- or were at at that time. I mean, another great biopic which we haven't really touched on, Sid and Nancy, which was yeah. an amazing mm-hmm. one. I mean, there's been a recent one with Ian Drury, which Andy Serkis. Sex did. and Drugs and Rock and Roll, yeah. yeah. I mean, so it seems to be coming back into fashion. It had like a big success in the 80s, then it really died out. Now it seems to have come I think back. You've, got, you've got to have the right person to tell a story about. Okay, but, I'm yeah. going to, uh, to wrap this up then, I'm going to, I'm going to shout some musicians at you. So let's say let's say there's a huge trend now. We're gonna we're gonna make loads of biopics because this this Bohemian Rhapsody has been huge. So I'll give you some musicians. You tell me who you who you're gonna cast. Okay. All right, Aretha Franklin. Ooh. What's the mom from Empire? What's her name? Therese P. Henson, is it? Yeah, I think I think she'd do a good job of Aretha. Depends if you're gonna need the voice though. That's the problem. True. Tricky. Mm. Bowie. Don't, no, I know don't who, even go. There. I know who I'd cast. Who, who would you cast? Tilda Swinton. <laughs> she's already done it with Orlando. Yeah. So I think I think it would that would work though because she she crosses the boundaries of gender a lot of times anyway with what she does. I think that would work. But it would work for a very particular period of Bowie's life. Yeah, I don't think it would work yeah. for, it worked the for the Ziggy Stardust era, and that's about okay. It. And the lad mm. insane type part. Um, I'm trying to think of like musicians who you would do a biopic Prince, uh, Kevin Hart, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Chaz and Dave. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Anybody out of EastEnders? It'll be yeah. Danny Dyer. Danny Dyer. No, it'll be uh, what's his face? Good old um, hat and garden job. Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine. Michael Ray Winston. Michael Caine and Ray Winston. There's your chance of day. Oh no, I'd, you know, I'd be totally on board for that. Um, another musician. Hello, hello Dave. Hello, Dave. We're going to do a song now, are we, Dave? Snooker <laughs> looping. That's our ring. It's a great song. Uh, one more. Who can I think of? Come on, give me, give me a famous, really famous. Okay, um, John Lennon. Stephen Merchant. <laughs> <laughs> I've got John one. Lennon is now from Bristol. <laughs> I've got one for you. Fleetwood Mac. Name the full cast. You having a laugh? Yeah. Oh my God! Right. Rumours here of Fleetwood Mac. Well, Stevie Nicks can star as a Sav because she acts, so job done there. Oh, I don't know. Like, a bearded man for Mick Fleetwood, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Buckingham, I don't Jeff know. Jeff Bridges isn't tall enough. He'd have, like, uh, Warren on stilts to be Mick Fleetwood. I genuinely think that would actually be, like, probably the best biopic we suggested because, like, well, the amount of drama they had. Oh, God, yeah. Could I, could Fleetwood I... Rack Rumours era would be a great film, but not a biopic, I think. Mm-mm. Could I, could I just have uh, Mick Fleetwood and uh, Stevie Nicks because I can't think of anybody else <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to say Mick Fleetwood and Samantha Fox uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually um, get what's face Leslie Nope as Stevie Nicks I think she could Amy Bowler I think she could do the crazy just about right brilliant I think, I think the thing with the biopics is what you'd need to do is cast somebody who isn't famous yeah. Yeah. I, think, mm-hmm. I think if you cast somebody who's already famous it kind of takes away a little bit from from that because you're always seeing them well, behind the mask this is going to be my biggest problem with the Queen Barfit because Remy Malik is the kid from Until ne- Dawn will never yeah. ever be able to sing like Freddie so are they just mm. going to use Freddie as the, like yeah. an overdub because who who can sing like Freddie nowadays mm. there's not many people with that vocal range Callum <laughs> he so can do I'm, the high part of Baby like I have to, I've actually heard like vocal teachers have said that Freddie's voice is really hard to pin down yeah it's because he, he yeah. had no formal training and yeah. he had a massively huge vocal range. So yeah. it's going to be it's going to be incredibly hard. I mean, Elton John, at the end of the day, Reg Dwight, bash out a few songs on the piano. He hasn't really got like a voice that casts or projects like Freddie would. Mm-hmm. I think like both of these songs are out in October. So The Star Is Born is out now. I think the yeah. new Rhapsody is out at the end of October. Um, Elton John's next year. Early I next think. year, I think, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if there'll be big hits. I think I think the Queen one. I think they'll be, be huge. One. Yeah, Al and John, not so sure about. No, I think that will be big. I think, I think in the UK that will be big. Maybe not in America. I don't know. I know because he was in he was in Kingsman. Well, that's uh, the Taron Egerton connection, so, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I think he's bigger news in in America than we think. Why it's rubbish? It's back. It's had a long absence. Needs a bit of time to build up some anger, some rage. <laughs> Well, you don't. Everyone else. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I saw you, and my rage was just—it was there. <laughs> Instant. Guy, why is something rubbish to you this week? Ah, uh, time for a tasty debrief. That's what's rubbish. So I have a Cineworld pass now. I go to Cineworld a lot, and bless him, Johnny Flynn, uh, former musician, now actor. He does the Cineworld adverts, um, but there's always one which crops up just before the trailer starts, where he is sat 
He's he's sat in the cinema. He's the he's bloke in... who's a singer, isn't he? Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, did you enjoy your film? Go for a tasty debrief afterwards." And then it's just him sat at a table, being an utter creep with this couple who are quite clearly on the date. He's interested in the man as well, like the definite, <laughs> like he's definitely got it going on for the guy there. And he's just sat at their dinner table. He's like, mm, "Time for a tasty debrief." No one has ever said the term "tasty debrief." <laughs> like, it, no, it's not. No coming, one should be giving... coming to a McDonald's soon. You use oh, the tasty debrief, and then like my. Friend friend pointed out as well like in the actual advert where it tells you more about the unlimited card his girlfriend in the advert like when she's pretending to see a dinosaur like her eyes are like literally rolling up and down in her head like she's like trying to act like she's scared her eyes are just rolling all over the place just that guy johnny flynn i don't hate him but it's just that advert and like laura's been watching a show called vanity fair on um, itv it's like their big new period drama and he's in it and i can't ask the help but sitting there like it's tasty debrief tasty debrief what's tasty debrief from doing like he's, that is what he's known as that tasty debrief he's still not as bad as the man gurning with his mouth full of popcorn uh, who just yeah. stares at the screen like he's never been in the cinema ever before or ben with his girlfriend that looks like his sister Yes. Oh, it's just, um, yeah, it just annoys me, man. Tasty debrief. I might go to HMV, find a Johnny Flynn CD, and just start writing Tasty debrief over his name on it. <laughs> Maybe that'll be his next album. Tasty, the tasty debrief. The tasty debrief. So, yeah, that's what's rubbish to me. Tasty debrief. Lee, so, why is something rubbish to you? Um, well, it's funny that uh, we briefly mentioned Fortnite because uh, that is probably the thing that annoys me the most at the moment is just seeing adverts for Fortnite all over the internet and. Every game site I look at, there's always a section which is just Fortnite. Here's a whole section. Like we've got like a section on news, section on reviews, and then a section on Fortnite specifically, and they tie everything into it. I know it's popular, but it's like there are other games. It's like I've seen phones released now saying Fortnite ready. Yes, it's it's a phone. Yeah, all phones are Fortnite ready. Why it's is a free it called to pl- Fortnite? It's because you can build a fort in it. F O R T N I T E Fortnite. Yeah. What's the night got to do with it? I don't know. I don't know. Right. But it's um, by Epic Games. Yeah. Some big games before. But it's just very similar to a game that came before it called Player Unknown's Battleground. Yes, which is a yeah. far superior game and doesn't require building. <laughs> which came from a Minecraft Hunger Games mod yeah, originally. Something like that, yeah. So it's Minecraft to blame for all of this. All yeah. Right. As, as, <laughs> as always. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just seeing all these adverts and, and features. And it's like. I, it, it's funny you say about you know phones. Like I think every console now has like you can get it with Fortnite, and it's like but it's a free to play game. You download in the store. Yeah. So I think like you don't even get it pre-downloaded. I think it's just like they've advertised it on the box, and you might get like some extra skins or something like that, and they're hyping it up as like one of the. the yeah. Uh, again, the, it's this big lie nowadays. Of yeah. Premium gaming where it yeah. says free to play. But free to play with a pea shooter, and you got none mm. of the gear, and mm-hmm. basically you'll be given like the most vanilla, bland yeah. weapons and skins, and everybody else is gonna yeah. beat you to death pretty quickly. It's pretty unless much unless you drop a, a quite a lot of dollar. Yeah, it's pretty much the exact model of why I never play any mobile games because mm-hmm. the entire market is just like that. I've noticed. Yeah, I mean, what happened to? Dropping your cash and getting a good game, like Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, like Spider Man. Yeah, give it to Xbox, please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Keith, why something rubbish to you? Um, for me this week, particularly, it's um, movie studios getting their act together. 
Um, I have become... <laughs> but they're, well, wow. they're doing a good job. I have become bored and tired and sick of movie studios announcing films where yeah. they haven't even started making them. Mm. Releasing trailers with a release date on and then two days later go in. Oh, it's not coming out then. Uh, and basically just kind of like is, is it trying the Dark to Phoenix correct? Well, Dark, Dark Phoenix is, is one of them but we had we'd already, that had already been delayed delayed once yeah. New Mutants had already been delayed Gambit had been delayed and then they released a trailer for Dark Phoenix in some instances it doesn't have the word X-Men on it in some instances it does they released a trailer saying it's coming out Valentine's Day 2019 look out for it two days later oh, we're bumping it back till July August <laughs> but and Marvel have done this as well they, I mean, they, it's they, not the film to go and watch in the cinema on February the 14th. I know they did that with the Deadpool movie, so that's probably what yeah. they were thinking of. How they can get all the people who haven't got girlfriends to go and watch this instead. Mm. But it's like, can we just get away from the whole idea of trying to hype people up from what they've, what they've got released now? So let people go and go see good movies right now, and then later on, maybe a month or two before it comes out, goes, oh, guess what's coming out next month? another good movie rather than going in three years time is going to be Inhumans the movie no it's not uh, yeah, we've got to make something. So we made a TV series. We know it's not very good, but next in the, in twenty years' time is coming this great film. No, it's not. Or advertising next week. This film's coming out, and then going. Well, we decided not to. I'm I'm done with the whole idea of just hyping things up when you've actually no product to sell. Do you know what's rubbish, Keith? It's the fact you still care about the X Men films on your box. <laughs> you know what's worse about that when you get a pre-trailer on a trailer now. So they'll have like a five second trailer before the trailer yeah. starts. Mm. It's like, I'm watching the trailer. You don't need to trail the trailer to <laughs> it's, me. It's because they use the same thing on to like advertise uh, on YouTube. So it's like yeah, to get well, the whole thing in in that five seconds before you can skip it. But I was watching the Dark Phoenix trailer on YouTube and the advert for the Dark Phoenix trailer <laughs> was the Dark Phoenix trailer. It's like, you've already got me, guys. You don't need to hit me twice. Why are you paying to promote the same thing to me? <laughs> But I think it's outside of those films. Is there any any movie where they're going to say they announce something and then don't follow through? And you know, I'm, I'm quite happy reading about it somewhere on the internet. That oh, somebody says this film's in development, but with no real word, rather than a studio actually announcing this film is coming and then going, no, it's not. Or we've got we we had creative differences with the director, so mm, no, it's not coming, and mm, maybe not. Uh, we forgot about it. Yeah, don't, don't ask us about that. Well, he never mentioned it. Well, it was Fox News. Don't talk to us. Yeah. Cannon, why isn't it rubbish, Steve? Well, <coughs> this is something that's been rubbish for a while now. <laughs> the frog in your throat. <laughs> the frog in the fro- People no. who stick joysticks in the wall pretending that they're electric cables. <laughs> no, the thing that's rubbish to me, it's been rubbish for a while now, but it's been brought back your to my shirt. attention. No, my shirt's lovely. Um, with the return of Doctor Who last weekend, um, is shows still coming out only once a week? No. Millennium. No. no. I, Some of us have full-time jobs and can only watch a show one day, once look, a week. Feel our pain when we had four, in case chase, three channels when you were very young. When I was Callan's age, yeah. No, four we just TV channels. Four. No video players. We had to watch it. When it was on, or you missed it. That was it. That was your choice. Imagine living in that world and day and age now, Callan. Did, did VHS not exist? Yeah, if you were rich. Not really. Yeah. Oh, okay. If, if, you, if you could afford the £5 a week that you gave to the video rental 
Yeah, it's like you had to hire TVs when we were children and videos. And then you still only had three channels to tape off. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and there's only so much crossroads you can fill a VHS tape with. Are we agreeing then we shut Callan's down like that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's like I was talking. It'll be on iPlayer, Callan. It's like I was talking with someone about Game of Thrones, though, and like how long we've had to wait for that, and like, how, and even then, when it does come out, like you said about like how long we've got it hyped for. No, but it's when not, it I, does come out, we're still only getting one a week. But that's like, would you go into a restaurant and order food, and they shove all four <laughs> courses in your face in one go? Would you like that? So here's here's the soup and your dinner and your junk. You're all done in one go. No, but that's different. That's no, is it like, any different? You need to pace yourself. Would, do you drink the entire kettle of tea in one go? Do you? Just like <laughs> he, put the tea bags into the kettle. He and is an just, idiot. Ah. So is this what he did when he blamed his flatmates for eating his Uncle Ben's rice? But he, get, he ate all packets by himself in one go. <laughs> He's got 12 microwave setups for each time. I bought four packets of Uncle Ben's and I ate them all in one sitting. I think what we've learned from this count effectively is that you're just greedy. <laughs> I think people don't agree with me on this one. I'm sure some of the listeners agree with me on this. Listeners don't agree with him. Don't, don't encourage him. What about you, Ryan? Thank you, Callan. Somebody remembered that. Like, <laughs> oh, we thought you sacrificed your turn. UK internet speeds. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're all in agreement on this. Well, yeah. They're terrible. Considering, considering 100 meg is apparently like pretty much the limit of UK's internet. Considering this week um, my internet was like under maintenance for about two days, I fully agree with this. Because yeah. that means that for two days I had zero internet. <laughs> So. It comes to something where my phone, my phone is faster than my home internet. Mm. 4G is now faster than most people's internet at home. And mine's, it's mine's all right. ridiculous. We're getting bigger. All, all of us are now We're being... Getting, I'm definitely getting bigger. I don't know about you, Ryan. <laughs> all I of am. us are now being encouraged to stream content. So you've got your Netflix in 4K Ultra HD. You've got Amazon Prime doing stuff in 4K. You've got other streaming services. You've got game downloads now, or mm-hmm. game streaming services like mm-hmm. NVIDIA doing that, or Shadow, where we yeah. saw at EGX, where it's streaming services, which relies on having a good, fast, reliable internet connection. And we're still using Victorian copper wire for most of the cabling in the UK. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm surprised that most of our internet doesn't rely on a dot dash tele- telegram signal. And Callan showed me like the internet that's at the university station <laughs> that we were recording. So, yeah, it's fine. But that downloads, that upload speed is still pitiful. Bush. Yes. Yeah. So yes, internet speeds for me. So to recap, guy, uh, a tasty debrief. Lee, uh, too much focus on Fortnite. Keith, announcing stuff that doesn't happen. Callan's will skip, and mine <laughs> is terrible internet in the UK. Tweet us, let us know if you think we've got worse or better picks for us it is time for your week in geek and what's going on in the local area but first as always mr keith bloomfield what is your comic of the week Com- comic of the week yeah it's never one is it i'm just, just terrible there's a couple of notable first issues out mm-hmm. uh, this wednesday that i think people should pop to their comic shop definitely have a look Ah. Marvel are coming out with a couple of interesting titles that I think might be good for all. It's a very women-centric week this week. Marvel are starting their Unstoppable Wasp series so, again. Is this Wasp the character, or is this like this any Wasp that you find near a pub at the no, time of this, year? this is the character Wasp, which is uh, Nadia Van Dyne, who's appeared in a few yes. um, series before. This particular, it's a five-issue miniseries. 
so, so you know got, you're going to get five issues and you so haven't got, got to buy hope in. hope in the movies and this is Nadia. Yeah, it's it's complicated. But um, this is written by Jeremy Whiteley with art from Giri Huru, who people might know from doing the Gwenpool books a while back. Very nice art style, very good. So if you um, are interested in kind of picking up, kind of following Ant-Man and the Wasp and stuff, it's really very worth uh, while doing that. But they've also got their first Shuri comic mm-hmm. uh, coming out. And that is from uh, Neddy... Okunafor and Leonardo Romero. So this was the big standout character from Black Panther. So the, yeah, the breakout character that's that come from the Black Panther movie. So they've they've kind of relaunched a couple of the Black Panther titles over the past year, but this is the first time that Shuri's getting her own standalone comic, which is looking pretty good. The art looks really nice. So that I think that's a pretty interesting title to be picking up, especially if you kind of are interested in in that character and de- delving more into that world. But the title I'm going to pick out as kind of the the, the standout title for this week because of it hitting um, TV last week is we've got the 13th Doctor comic book series starts this week so this is from Jodie Hauser who's written um, some great books before in the past that you might have, uh, have, have read so she's done some Spider-Man books and stuff before but it's got art from Rachel Stott who did some of the 12th Doctor yes. uh, comics She's fantastic. Her art is absolutely stunning. Based on what I read the other week, which was The Many Lives of Doctor Who, which mm-hmm. kind of went through kind of all of the Doctors to date and then kind of introduced us to uh, Rachel's depiction of the 13th Doctor. I think it's going to be another vintage year for kind of female characters, female comic books. Sam, I'm loving the cover on that one. It's a bit anime style. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a couple of um, variant covers coming out for that, so it's definitely worth popping uh, along. It's published through Titan, so that one you may have to pop into your comic shop and either ask them to get a copy, drop a copy in your pull list because it might distribution-wise yeah. it might be a little tricky. I think if you're not there at kind of 9:30 on the Wednesday morning, you yeah. might miss out on this because I've got a good a good feeling that this is going to sell out quite quickly. Phil Ellis is probably listening to Serial as we speak, but instead we're going to turn over to Lee and Lee's going to give us a video game after. Okay, well um, through. Having a look at what's coming out this week, it looks like everyone has avoided releasing anything this week because of Black Ops. So just for the sake of it, it came out recently, Mega Man 11 recently Ooh. come out. So I'm going to uh, talk about that. haven't played it myself yet, but um, I've always I've been a fan of the Mega Man games for a few years. Yeah. Got into a bit late compared yeah. to like the thing, but it, uh, the so legacy now, collections were great. So yeah, Mega Man X was a big, big seller. I think it was a return to form. Yeah, um, so we got like... I've I've played the Legacy Collections recently. I would advise that no one play through the Legacy Collections in order because it becomes maddening. Um, but Mega Man 11, it looks like Capcom may have done it to kind of spite Mighty Number no. 9 after the disaster yes. of, that, of that game because it seems to use the same sort of 2.5D kind of look as Mighty Number no. 9, but, but better. better. And then sort of tried to to do a few interesting mechanics. Capcom be spiteful. Yeah. Never. Um, and yeah, it... it it definitely looks interesting for the fact it's not a throwback to the NES like the last two games in the series were because mm-hmm. 9 and 10 it's kind of interesting when you again if you go through the Legacy Collection because yeah. it's all very NES style and then it starts going to SNES and PS1 and it starts like improving with the times and then it's yeah. back to the NES style again and now it's like going to 3D again it looks like it could be um, an interesting take on the series hopefully it is better than Mighty Number no. 9 Coming back to the local area uh, on at the Electric on the 24th of October is Bohemian Rhapsody starting the cinema run talked about it a little bit earlier mm-hmm. catch up there um, on the 26th of October is Kundra's Kitchen presents Evil Dead 2 now that's going to be an interesting one so we've never done a Kundra's Kitchen screening before it's food paired with the film okay so 
I'll be very interested to see what comes out with Evil Dead. I wouldn't use the word interested. <laughs> really. I'd be fearful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, coming up at the Mockingbird, 14th and 15th of October, it's Halloween's 40th anniversary, the Halloween movie starring J. Lee Curtis. Hmm. The, uh, are we talking the original, the original, original, uh, original, yeah, original, yeah. not H2O, not Halloween the reboot, so Sharon Folk, 14th, 40th anniversary screening, so check wow. that out. On at the Mac, it's the Screening Rights Festival. So this is the f- Screening Rights Film Festival, if I get my words out properly. Uh, now in its fourth year, the Screening Rights Festival is Birmingham International's Festival of Social Justice Films. The film festival program combines screenings of some of the most interesting and highly acclaimed new films with post-screening discussions involving directors, producers, writers, activists and experts. Screening Rights aims to inspire and develop debate on potential of film to change and affect personal and social political change. Picking out some of the highlights, at the 21st of October there's Island followed by Q&A. On the 20th of October it's Burning an Illusion. On the 17th of October, What is Democracy? With the Q&A after that. 21st of October, Beyond the Front Lines, Tales of Resistance and Resilience from Palestine with the Q&A. So if you want some films that might change your worldview, change your perspective, really check that out. Thank you for joining us on the Geeky Brummy podcast this week. Guy, where can we find you online? I don't. Vinyl Guy H on Instagram. Yeah. He usually posts his records. I've been Which he apparently recently. gets from Discogs for free, according to us. <laughs> been a couple of times. <laughs> Lee, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Cheap Ferret and probably some other places above the Pet Ferret at some point when I get stuff sorted. But Twitter right now. Keith? You can find me exchanging goods at sex <laughs> <laughs> with Destiny in pocket. With Destiny grinding away on Destiny. Uh, at the same time, uh, it's the usual hard His wife is going to listen to this. And she's going to be like, What? <laughs> she's in the room at the same time. It's all above board. Um, yeah, hard look at underscore hotel on the Twitters without the underscore pretty much everywhere else. Go on then. You're back for eSport and let's give you your 30 seconds of fame. D A Y N E S. Oh my god, like, what's happened to this voice? He's actually turning into Kermit. He's morphing up here. Like, his ball's gone that. back up into him. What was Kermit's nephew called? Oh, Robin. 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 Are you going to stand, start I'm singing halfway? Up the stairs is the stairway. What happened then? I have then? a little radio next to me. And a joystick. <laughs> I put a mistake for electrical gear. I almost burned myself. Is it actually synchronised now? So it's just Dane's radio. It is. It is. Dane's. I've finally done it, guys. Dane's radio, all one word. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Whoa! So proud of myself. Wow. I'm not not subscribed to your snaps. Here's a here's a photo of my burning cable. (laughs) Check it out. Here's me bouncing around on local news in the background. (laughs) Did you do the little do 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 filter on you? The what? No, like the zoom in filter where it's got like the pinks around. You use it quite a lot on Maxi, or Laura does. You mean the like basic filter? Ryan just Ryan just killed the room. (laughs) Like you ever heard about that time when something happened? Moving swiftly along. You can find me. <laughs> of course, they're moving swiftly along because no one got your joke. <laughs> well, let's forget I made none funny. <laughs> Where can we find you? Not being funny at. <laughs> you shut up. Or you, or your entire humour is based on being angry at people. <laughs> at least he's funny. <laughs> oh. 
I'll get you Why? <laughs> Why do we let him back in again? Why do you let him? I mean, mate, he's made some more funny jokes than you after that. He's going to be navigating to the bottom of the canal at the end of this show. You can find me at Ryan Parrish. For and the that is Murder Callum. <laughs> the, next, the next burning fuse he's going to find isn't going to be a joystick. <laughs> I'm going to like drop him off on my way to work with a joystick burning in his hand outside a certain convention centre. I mean, Let's he would, he would he... burn, though, because he's made out of wood, so... It's Tinder, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You'll start burning pretty quick. It wasn't your finger that was on fire. <laughs> Geppetto, I'm on fire again. <laughs> you can find me at Ryan Parrish for the personal Twitter, at Man for the food stuff, and you can find us all at Geeky on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, associated other places, and geekybrummy.com. <laughs> 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 Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.